Once upon a time, there was a man named Jimmy Eagle. Well, first he was a boy, and when he grew up, he wanted to be the greatest pilot there ever was. But there was a problem. Jimmy Eagle was born into a poor family. He had nine siblings, three sisters, and six brothers. And his father was always missing, was always at work, trying to feed the kids. Ever since a young age, Jimmy Eagle knew he was destined for greatness. He wanted to be the best at everything he did, and he yearned to be better than his brothers and sisters at everything. Video games, hopscotch, spitting contests, everything. Jimmy Eagle wanted to place first in every aspect of life, so he studied hard, and he worked hard, but he was very envious because he lived down the road from an airport. And every night on his way home from school, Jimmy would stop and look at the airplanes and watch them launch and land and he would listen to the motors hum and he'd watch the pilots get out and when he could he would holler at them over the fence and try to talk to them and ask them about their profession. Now his favorite pilot of all the pilots he saw at the airport was Bobby Wings. Bobby Wings was the most famous pilot in all of Jimmy's town. And every Saturday, Bobby Wings would lead a brigade of of new... Oh, fucking hey, take it away. Every Saturday, Bobby Wings would lead a brigade of pilots up into the air, and he would show them stunts. Single-engine planes, and they would do barrel rolls and flips, and he would teach them to stall the engine and recover. And Bobby Wings hoped that he could train a pilot to take his place someday to lead the brigade. Bobby Wings was an interesting character, and he had a lot of friends. Bobby Wings was the trademark pilot in town, and everybody wanted to buy Bobby a beer, and everybody wanted to hang with him, and he had a lot of friends. One day, Jimmy Eagle picked up the newspaper before his dad could get it, and saw the headline which said that Bobby Wings was being tasked with delivering an important letter from the president of the United States to the king to the to the king of Mongolia. Now this was a super top secret message, so the article couldn't go into much detail, but everybody knew that Bobby Wings would deliver because Bobby Wings never let anyone down. Jimmy Eagle followed the news for the next few weeks into the next few months, hoping to find any little story or subtext about Bobby Wings' endeavors. But as time wore on, the news seemed to stop altogether. And Jimmy Eagle began to grow afraid until one day a very grim newspaper article was printed. That day, Stanley Eagle, Jimmy Eagle's father, approached him and he said, Jimmy, I got some bad news for you. Bobby's plane went down and the wing broke off. All they could find was bits and pieces of the fuse of the uh, the wing and some of the sheet metal from the outside, but Bobby himself was missing. Now, this news made Jimmy sad. Jimmy wanted to curl up into a ball and cry. In fact, he loved Bobby 
wings more than he loved some of his brothers. But he decided he was going to try to tough it out. And from that day forth, going towards the airport was not the same. He didn't have the same pride and the same mojo that he did when Bobby Wings was there. Now, it was kind of sad. And watching the other pilots just didn't do the same thing for him. His idol was gone. So, Jimmy Eagle grew up a little bit and seemed to forget about flying altogether for most of his teens. He graduated, not at the top of his class, but at a reasonable place, somewhere in the middle. And he went to school for accounting. Now, this all would have probably unfolded like a boring story. This was all fine and dandy. Until one day, Jimmy Eagle got onto a commercial airplane on a flight home from university to visit his mother and father. His father was feeling ill, and he was worried that this might be the last chance he could see him. While on the plane, about halfway through, in the middle of the night, when most of the other passengers had fallen asleep, there was a storm. Now, Jimmy Eagle had never flown a day in his life, but he had watched the other pilots when he was very young, and that had always stuck with him. And secretly, he had always paid attention to headlines that had anything to do with flying, and he carried a small bi-wing plane keychain model thing that Bobby Wings had given to him one day when after landing from one of his stunt shows. He carried this for good luck, but apparently there was no luck for him in sight tonight. As a bolt of lightning struck out of the his right window, the window that he was sitting by on the right side near the wing, and what looked like one of the motors fell off the plane. And the plane veered hard right, waking everybody up, except for one older lady who had been asleep the entire flight up to this point, and Jimmy Eagle thought to himself, might actually be dead already. <laughs> Suddenly, the pilot burst into the back and said, I have no idea what to do. This has never happened before. Everybody pray to their gods. We're going down. Now, when Jimmy Eagle heard this, he stood up and he remembered the stunts that old Bobby Wings used to do. And he suddenly felt a sense of purpose that he hadn't felt in all of his years at university and all of his years studying accounting. An old feeling suddenly started to stir in him from the days of watching Bobby Wings zip around doing his Emelman turns and Lindebergs. He said, I can fly this thing, even though he knew it was a lie, nobody else would be able to confirm it, and it seemed like the pilot wasn't going to be flying the rest of the night anyway, so he jumped out of his seat, pushing an old bald man aside who was attempting to eat a tuna sandwich, nearly mashing it into his face, and then he ran up and he said, show me where the controls are, and sit by me so that I so that I can, so you can press buttons and stuff. So he runs to the front of the plane, and he sits down, and he sees the situation is bad. The ground is in sight, and it's raining now. Rain. It's hail, practically, coming down on the front of the plane, making it so that his vision was blurry, but that was okay. In a moment of heroic euphoria, Jimmy grabs the controls, and he's looking over his shoulder at the co-pilot who's nearly shitting himself and he's like i can do this i can do this and he harnesses his inner bobby wings and he yanks the yoke and the plane levels out for a second but it's still veering pretty hard to the right and he says maybe maybe if i just touch the tail down just nice and gently 
I might be able to land this and not kill us all. So he does. He pulls back the yoke and he touches the tail into the ground. It drags a little bit and harshly the plane slaps down onto the ground. It scrapes a little bit. But apart from a couple of people being tossed out of their seats, everybody's fine. And everybody cheers and claps, and except for the one old lady who's dead. She's, she's gone. So Jimmy stands up and his heart is pounding and he's terrified. He looks at one of the uh, stewardesses and he says, hey, get me a drink, even though he's only 19. <laughs> and she does because he's a hero. So Jimmy ends up kissing the stewardess and having his drink. And the headlines all say Jimmy, the man, the legend, and... The Soaring Eagle. <laughs> the Jimmy the Soaring Eagle. And he's locally famous. The news channels and everything start saying his name. And he remembers, as a child, all those newspaper clippings of Bobby Wings and all that heroism. And he wonders if he's going to have his moment over the fence where there will be some little kid staring at him. Now, eventually, Jimmy thought it would be a good idea to actually take flying lessons. And he did. And he completed all of his hours. And about five years later, he was an actual accomplished accomplished pilot. He decided that he wasn't interested in flying commercial, as passengers could be annoying. And for some reason, the old bald man with a tuna sandwich in his face disgusted him so much that he just, no, he couldn't do it. But he revived an old sport that had pretty much fizzled out with Bobby Wings' supposed death, the Flying Brigade of Planes Circus. The Flying Circus. He revived the sport, and he became the most famous pilot locally and nationally in one of five flying circuses. His, his circus was the most famous, of course, and he met a lot of cool pilots and a lot of famous people, and he began shaking hands with politicians and kissing babies on the head, and some people even thought that Jimmy Eagle would one day run for president when he was old enough. Now, there was one thing that never left Jimmy's mind, and it, w- it happened on a day when he was sitting at Lanky's having a beer, fiddling with his, his old biplane keychain that Bobby Winks had given him. Seemingly, it was still bringing him luck. So he took a big sip of his beer and sat back. He was on an extended vacation, so drinking alcohol wasn't a bad thing, because normally he didn't drink or smoke at all, and he still didn't smoke. He pulled out uh, a clipping of the last article about Bobby Wings that he had read and secretly kept since he was a kid. The article that said, Bobby Wings feared, gone, missing in action. And he wondered about that letter, the message that Bobby Wings was to deliver to the king of Mongolia, who, of course, was no longer the king, but the king's son's son was now the king. Although by now Jimmy was an accomplished pilot, there was still something missing from his life, something he couldn't explain, something that bothered him deep inside. And sitting here at Lanky's, drinking his beer, eating his sopping fries, he came to a realization. What was missing from his life was Bobby. And it wasn't anything romantic or anything like that, but he wanted to know what happened. He wanted to know how it all went down. Now, in the back of his mind, he was planning the trip, the trip to Mongolia. The same path that his idol had taken years before. And he thought he could do it. And Jimmy sat there and he thought about how much time and how much fuel, how much food, and what it would take to get his plane from America to Mongolia. And if he could stop somewhere in the middle to look around to see if he could find Bobby's plane. Now, one beer turned into two, and two beers turned into three, and by the end of the third beer, Jimmy was convinced he was flying to Mongolia. Now, normally when you have these types of Uh, liquid courage events, you wake up and you forget about the whole thing, but there was no hangover, and there was no regret. 
when Jimmy woke up, he was convinced 100% he was going to Mongolia. And it just so happened that day he got a telegram, which was odd because (laughs) it's 2020 and he wondered where his telegram machine even came from. He didn't even know he owned it. But he got a telegram from Mongolia. It said, I am at Mount Poland Springs. Talk to the man at the bathhouse. He'll show you the way. Jimmy fired up his plane. And he checked all of his vitals, made sure everything was good to go. And as he was sitting in the cockpit of the plane, thinking about Bobby and thinking about the mysterious telegram that came through, he was wondering, could it be? Could it be him that had sent it? It didn't seem likely. It didn't seem possible. Bobby had been missing for 15 years at this point, and he started the plane off. He watched clouds roll underneath the plane, that beautiful sight that he'd gotten so used to and learned to love. And he thought deeply about the days when he was a child and about the barrel rolls. And at this point, Jimmy wondered if he could do it. He wondered if he could do a barrel roll. And he thought it was risky. And he thought he might get in trouble for it. But he did it. He turned that plane. He flipped it all the way upside down, accomplishing a perfect, beautiful barrel roll. And when he was done, he threw up his hands in the air and he screamed. Now about halfway through the trip over the Pacific Ocean, he started to feel a little sleepy. Of all the things that a pilot has to be aware of, for some reason this was the one thing he had completely forgotten in his magically not actual hangover telegram-induced mania. He started to doze off. His eyelids fell shut when suddenly he was jolted awake by a loud burst of thunder. Upon waking up, he accidentally struck the joysticks left, too far left, and the plane jolted left and started going down towards the ocean, which he couldn't see because of a thick fog. And as everybody, every pilot knows, every good pilot knows that fog is the one thing that you have to avoid. In this fight for his life, his lucky trinket, which he had been holding the entire trip up to this point, flung out of his hand and on to the left wing because he liked to ride with his top down. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> he said no! And he reached for it, but he, it was just, literally just out of fingertips reach. So... He thought, was it worth it? Do I pick up this trinket? It has gotten me this far. He believed in superstitions. Even when he was little, his mother would cook rabbit's feet, hang them on the doorknob so that break-ins wouldn't happen. (laughs) He said, fuck it, yeah. I'm going to get that trinket. He could see it kind of rolling with the wind, and he was amazed (laughs) that the wind, which was jostling his hair about and was drying his eyes out wasn't blowing it off the wing but he figured that it was because there was just enough of an up pitch on the way that the wing was built in relation to the cockpit that it was just grazing over the trinket so he unbuckles his harness and he leans over the side of the plane and he reaches out to get the trinket And the parachute that he always wore when he flew got caught on something in the cockpit, and he still wasn't able to reach the trinket. Now, Jimmy Eagle knew that the parachute was crucial to his flight, but the trinket was crucial to his future. Jimmy had a knife in his boot. He pulled that knife out, and he cut the parachute off of him. And he leaned out the window, and he reached for the the trinket. He reached for the keychain. And he could feel the wind nearly want to rip his hand off. And he finally, after stretching for several minutes, grabbed the keychain 
brought it back into the plane and grabbed the yoke just in time, just in time to steer, correct the steering and fly straight again. Now, upon landing in, Ma- in Mongolia, he didn't feel right. There was something bothering him, something deep inside, other than the parachute. Something was wrong. Jimmy got out of the plane and he looked around and a man approached him who didn't speak English and after several minutes of trying to communicate with each other, Jimmy determined that he was parked in somebody else's parking spot so he had to move his plane. After that confusion was fixed, he decided to take a trip to the bathhouse. He enters the bathhouse. On the inside, in the lobby area, at least that's what he thought it was, there was a young woman who handed him a towel and pointed towards one of three doors, doorways. He walked in, hesitant, and the steam immediately hit him. And he still has all his clothes on. Everybody else in this bath is completely naked and sitting on wooden benches. And off into the corner of the bath, he sees a man, and then he realized that the man was waving him over. He went over to the man and sat down on the wooden bench, and he said, I was given a telegram Jimmy Eagle sat down next to this man. Men's diddly bits were out everywhere, <laughs> and he didn't like the sight. But he took the the telegram from this man's hand, and it said, Now that you're at the bathhouse, bath meet me on the mountain. How Jimmy was sore and tired from his long flight, so he decided he was going to stay a little longer in the bathhouse and relax and regain his thoughts. And he stayed for the bath, which in hindsight he didn't like. He thought it was awful all the diddly bits around him. <laughs> so after he's rejuvenated, he decides he's going to climb this mountain. He walks outside and a little kid kicking a soccer ball is asking him a bunch of questions. Where are you going? What are you doing? Why are you doing it? And against his best wishes, he begins to tell the story as he's walking towards the mountain and the kid follows him. The little kid asks him what a flying circus is and he has a hard time explaining it because flying circuses in Mongolia were not a thing. But the little kid is pretty understanding and pretty smart for being so young. And Jimmy Eagle didn't anticipate going up the mountain with the kid, but the kid kept following him and they kept talking, so he just let it happen. So Jimmy and this kid climbed this mountain, which the kid was really familiar with the area. He climbed it before, which was surprising for a little kid, but he was curious and had a lot of energy. So the kid decided to give him a guide to the top of this mountain. Now, everything up to this point had been kind of confusing, and the telegrams had been very misleading. He didn't know what he was going for, didn't know what he was after, but he felt obligated to go to the top of this mountain. And he tried to explain to little uh, Frankie that he thought that his idol could be at the top of this mountain in Mongolia. Now, little Frankie, who had a pretty good grasp on the English language, showed him... Will our hero ever find his way to the top of the mountain? And will he ever find his idol, Bobby Wings? Find out next time on The Writer's Block. This has been The Writer's Block. Cool kids, remember to subscribe and tune in next week for the next episode of The Writer's Block. The coolest podcast of all time. Time.